Well, good morning. I am Adam. I'm the discipleship pastor here. And uh, like was just mentioned, we're continuing. This is our third week in the story of Elijah. And today we're continuing in on the theme of preparation. I played soccer in high school and college, and I was never like the fastest or the most uh, quote-unquote athletic or in shape uh, soccer player, but I, I could put the ball anywhere, and I took pride in being able to pass the ball and uh, shoot the ball very accurately. And pra- after each practice, I would set the ball down on the PK line, which is um, where you take free kicks from if you get fouled in the box. And I would practice putting the ball between a cone that was three feet from, or no, not three feet, 18 inches from the, the post and the post on the outside. So it went through this very narrow path, and I would just over and over and over again set the ball down kick, try to hit the post to make the ball go in, hit the post to make the ball go in. I wanted to be able to do that every time. And so that's a different thing when you're in practice and you're just sitting there. I won all kinds of PK competitions in our practices, which I took pride in because I didn't have to run, which is important because I wasn't the most athletic or in shape soccer player. Uh, And so it was a little bit incentivized. So I would kick, hit the post and the ball would go in. But I still remember how nervous I was. How nervous I was the first time in a game as a freshman on the JV team, there was a foul in the box because it doesn't happen a whole lot in the games. It's pretty rare, actually. There's a foul in the box, and then we had to decide who was going to take the PK. And it was decided that I would. And I remember my heart beating in my chest so hard as I stepped up to the PK line. I set the ball down, and I did exactly what I always do, and I stepped back, and I looked at, and I visualized the cone next to the post, And I remember that that moment was almost overwhelming. And that's the kind of moment that we're at today with Elijah. He has been preparing for months and months and months. And now he has this first moment where it's like, God, what will my faith do? And so when, you know, when I was growing up, I also enjoyed montage parts of movies where they take these clips of somebody preparing and they cut them all together so you get the idea that somebody's preparing, but you don't have to watch the whole dragged out process. And right now we're in the second week of this preparation story of Elijah that most, pe- most of the time gets put together like these montage parts of movies. It's just like, well, this is the highlight. I wish I could tell you everything, but here's the highlights of the story of Elijah. My favorite montages were the Rocky movies. Did anybody watch the Rocky movies? Every movie, there was a part where Rocky faces what's seemingly an impossible feat. He has to beat the Russian who's doped up and bigger than a Toyota car or whatever. And there's this moment where it's like, everything is going to be lost. I can't do anything else. But then this incredible 80s music happens and he starts lifting up all kinds of stuff or doing crazy push-ups or drinking raw eggs because for some reason, like that's really going to make you super strong or something. But I would get so excited during those parts of the movies that I would, after each movie, spend about 15 minutes doing my own Adam workouts as an eight-year-old, you know, uh, to some incredible 80s music because that was necessary. But unfortunately, as is evidenced by me today, 15 minutes of working out once a year doesn't yield incredible results, (laughs) right? (laughs) 
And so anybody who's gotten in shape or gotten out of debt or done some big task knows that it's not the highlight reel that tells the whole story, that there's more to it. But the highlight reel can be exciting and it can be temporarily inspiring. But today we're going to continue and we're going to hit, hit in on and spend time in this preparation start of Elijah's story. We're going to spend two weeks, this is the second, two weeks on a part of Elijah's story that usually gets told like this. I wish I could tell you the whole story, but instead I'll just hit the high notes. But we don't want to just hit the high notes. We want to tell the whole story because the highlight reel short sells the depth of the story of Elijah. And while it might be inspiring, it doesn't reveal the depth to which God wants to work in our lives as he works through our lives. And if there were one big idea for today, I think it would be just this, and I think it applies to last week as well. Pursue Jesus every day. Because God prepares us in the small moments for the big tests that are coming. As a recap, let's walk back through Elijah's story from the past two weeks. He's called by God to declare a bold truth to a confused kingdom being run by a corrupt leader. And then he's literally sent and cut off. He's sent into the Kareth ravine, which means cut off. He stands before a king and says, this is what's going to happen. And then God sends him away from that place. He's cut off and by himself, and there he has to trust God to literally airmail his food every day because birds bring him just enough food for the morning and just enough food for the evening. And there's a brook that runs that he drinks from, but there, the declaration was that there'd be no rain, and so this brook starts to dry up, and Elijah has nowhere else to go, and so he has to trust God to lead him yet again. And he's led to a widow's house. And a widow's house in that day would be like the house that you didn't want to go to to look for extra stuff because the primary breadwinner of the family has died and the widow is there trying to make ends meet. And there's a drought coming and there's famine coming and there's a shortage of food coming and Elijah is sent by God to go to a widow's house and ask, could you make me some extra food? And so he humbly goes after being alone and trusting God and getting the food delivered to him. He humbly goes to a widow and he asks, could you, could you maybe make me a sandwich or something? Do you have any, any extra? And she's like, do you not, are you the only one that doesn't know that there's like 